Hey guys, so uh, I'm recording this podcast from my living room and my husband is on a call in the other room. So if you can hear his voice in the background, sorry, but I've been trying to get him to come on this podcast because he's so smart and awesome and insightful and he's been through so many interesting things and um but he doesn't want to yet so this is like a little preview I guess of his voice which you will probably hear on here later he's French and has a nice accent and is a very 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 lovely energy to interact with so uh what I want to talk about today is the process of choosing to go into your fears and worst case scenarios instead of avoiding them. Now this is diametrically opposed to everything we're taught about how to live. And as I've mentioned before and will repeat again and again and again, Um, is that basically all of our conditioning is designed to crush the soul out of you and make you a good little cog on the wheel who doesn't put their own needs first. Because, I mean, if everyone started putting their well-being first, the society will, like, crumble within minutes, probably. (laughs) Because people, yeah, it just wouldn't work. So it's just... For the system to survive, we have to be beaten into submission, which involves um, being shamed for our emotions, being taught that we have to be this or that, or choose from these life paths. Uh, yeah, anyway, your conditioning is not, not there to help you. It's there to help the system. And so we internalize all these messages Uh, which are basically the opposite of the right way to do things. And one of those is just to avoid your fears. Like, don't think about it. Don't look at it. Don't look at why you're so afraid. Don't look at the beliefs beneath your fears. Uh, Just a sec, I'm going to have to, like, cut something out here. All right, so we're afraid to look at our fears. For example, I've been doing just kind of... Well, I've been just reaching out and talking to more people on Reddit and stuff who want some kind of, like, insight into emotional issues. I'm just kind of, like, practicing, you know, how I handle these types of situations with different types of energies and figuring out who I resonate with. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people just, they say, I'm so afraid of not getting that job. I'm so afraid that my partner is not going to respect my boundaries and he's going to break up with me. So afraid of losing this. And um, they get really hung up on the particular situation when if they would just let themselves go into the fear, go into the worst case scenario, turn towards it and illuminate it completely and look, inspect carefully the parts of you that are scared and why and what would be so horrible about getting that fear and it almost always comes down to like fear of other people's opinions of ourselves wait fear of other people's opinions of us (laughs) or yeah losing something that we think is the only thing that determines our value like money is a huge one 
which is also tied into literal like security on Earth, so that's that's a tricky one, and I'll probably be talking about that more later. I'm still working on resolving my own um, issues with money and the lack mentality that we're all conditioned with, but I've already been seeing abundance flowing in just from changing, changing things because it is all. The world is just a reflection of you and your beliefs, and so every time you have something that triggers fear in you and you are afraid to turn towards it and look at it and um, be honest with yourself about why you're afraid, you're just letting that situation totally control you. You're saying like that it's worth the price of your inner peace just to fixate on this thing. Like it's the only thing that gives your life worth. A common thing I've noticed, um, like this pattern in is fear of aging and I had to kind of deconstruct this one for myself. I for a while was like really afraid of turning 30. Like I just thought, oh no, that's when it all goes downhill. <laughs> it sounds really funny now. Um, but I had to look into why I was so afraid. I started getting like obsessed about it um, for a while a few years ago and um, really fixated and I had to look at why that was the case and it came down to that I some part of me was like afraid of losing approval of other people and um, I realized that mostly men I guess um, and I realized that I'm not even the type that wants that kind of stuff really like of course it's nice um, to get validation about your external appearance and stuff but um, I realized that part of me was like afraid of losing that when it never was even that validated to begin with because I'm so much more than that and it's it's like nice but it feels kind of like someone saying nice coat and it's like oh thanks yeah um, whereas before I think I used to care a lot more about that because I had internalized this bullshit programming from society that your looks how you look is Maybe not the most important thing, but a really, really important thing. And went through some difficult experiences in life related to that, which might sound funny, but I had really fucked up teeth when I was a teenager. Um, when I was like 14 and 15, it was like really jacked up to the point I didn't even want to smile. And I had some, like, I realized traumatizing experiences in high school with when I first started at my school and like the popular kids would came up they're like oh this person seems worthy you know I'm a reasonable attractiveness and they were probably like oh she seems worthy of my attention let me go talk to her but it's like as soon as they saw my teeth it's like I could see them be like I, I could seriously see it on a couple occasions and that was <laughs> really traumatizing and difficult for me so I just felt so ugly even though I'm not um and really just I acted that way and had super low self-esteem and so Clearly, like, you can learn these patterns that without the right looks, without the right teeth, without the right this or that, um, you're not worthwhile as a person. And if you just examine it, you, like, go to the worst case scenario. For example, if uh, you're really shy about a physical characteristic, like, say, I don't know, your nose is really big or something. And you're always afraid someone's people are looking at it, and you're just scared, and it's just like this background anxiety. Um, going to the worst case scenario in your mind would look like, okay, so what if someone mentions something or makes a joke about this part of my that I'm insecure about? 
and you just go into how it would feel. You'd probably feel really ashamed and embarrassed. Okay, so why? Like, um, and what is so, so, so unbearable about that kind of pain? And you'll usually see that it's because you've internalized something about how you're not worthwhile as a person unless you look perfect. And you can see very clearly, like, oh, this is a program that I internalized at some point. Or you basically had it downloaded to your hard drive. But if you just look a little bit closer, put a magnifying glass up on it, it clearly, obviously falls apart. Like the fear of aging thing, you know? Like, me exploring that, this took a while because I was figuring all this out for myself. Now I see the formula to it and it's easier. And that's one of the main reasons I share this stuff with people. So they don't have to like flounder and go back and forth as long as I did on these things. But the fear of aging, I sort of deconstructed it by realizing like, would it really take away from my life in any significant way if less men attract, like hit on me and uh, asked me out and stuff? And I realized no, because that isn't actually worth anything but despite me knowing that and not being that attached to that type of attention I still had this deep deep rooted fear because I had internalized a belief that your looks are more important than other things about you which I know a lot of women struggle with and I you know going into it more deeply being like I might lose that validation I started thinking wait but isn't that super um, illogical Based on that line of reasoning, a woman who's like 50 or 60 doesn't have as much to add to the world as a woman in her quote-unquote prime who's 25, for example. And that's obviously complete bullshit. There's a lot of wisdom that comes from those extra 25, 30 years. And to say you want to maintain your youth instead of aging is saying, literally, I would stay 25 and not learn more just so I could look good and get other people's approval. It very, very, it's very easy to see that it's a bullshit illogical program if you allow yourself to go into it. If you just um, do what most people do, which is the norm, which is totally toxic, you feel the fear and you're like, oh no, it's happening. Um, oh no, stress is going to cause eight, uh, premature aging. Oh no, what? which product should I buy to help... Uh, which studies can I read that show which helps the most? What research can I do? Uh, what clothes can I buy? What can I do to my hair to stay looking young? And instead you get all fixated on these anxiety loops that never ever scratch the deeper itch, which you're trying to scratch, which is the proving to yourself that you're worthy as you are. That's your deep, that's your actual need. And it's manifesting as needing to control the external world, including like your face and um, how even other people's reactions to you. It's honestly taking responsibility for something that really has nothing to do with you and that's other people's perception of you. And of course, as a human being, you're gonna care what people think of you to some degree, but it's amazing how far you can move beyond this stuff if you just um, Take the time to deconstruct your fears. Like, what are you most afraid of? And that right there, it's seriously like life trying to say, hey, here's a big blind spot that's been fucking you up a lot. And when you get triggered and feel all this pain and fear around it, that's your deeper self like trying to say, hey, look, do you want to stop suffering? Okay, turn towards this and look at it. Seek to understand it. Stop giving into the fear because every time you do that, you just reinforce the pattern. And um, 
yeah, triggers have a lot of energy behind them that you can use to completely transcend these limiting beliefs. And I'm not saying they won't uh, pop up later. They probably will in, like, um, looser forms. And that's why I think of it more like layers. Like, you're peeling back layers. Or I've heard someone describe it as pulling a thread and just, like, slowly undoing it. That's often what it feels like because um, if you get caught caught in the trap of thinking, okay, I released this fear, I'm good now, I'm on the other side, you will be pretty blind to uh, triggers in the future. And they'll be extremely destabilizing because you'll say, oh no, it's back, fuck, I thought I moved past this, and then you pile all this fear and self-judgment on top of it. And that's what makes the roller coaster of uh, shadow work really unbearable is that self-judgment because you don't have to add all that extra heaviness you can be like oh here's a trigger it's an opportunity and I'm not saying you're gonna catch this every single time it's a gradual slow unfolding process and please do yourself a favor and get rid of the quick fix mentality bullshit because that's just not the human experience and it's that type of attitude that's got a lot of us into our current predicament predicaments (laughs) both uh, individually and collectively it's just looking for the quick fix and not wanting to do hard things and uh, for some reason it's the hardest thing in the world for us to just face ourselves it's not for some reason, it's our conditioning Um, so just accept that you were basically born into a cult that um, took away your true authentic identity as a soul and human and uh, I'm not saying this to condemn the program I think it's there for a reason to teach us things but acknowledging that part of you has been traumatized and probably has Stockholm Syndrome with your captor society I mean it's given you everything it's given you your identity uh a sense of community. It's bastardized versions of all of this, but it is all most of us know, and that's why we cling to it and we avoid doing this work. Because I think we instinctively feel that once you start letting yourself see the truth, you won't be able to hide anymore, and it can really um, be destabilizing for your life, which brings me very nicely into another topic that I thought I was going to do a whole episode on, but it actually fits well with this, and that is the destabilizing impact of claiming responsibility for your reality and yourself. So when you deprogram from this uh, sociopathic system of lack, and you start kind of being like, no, I'm going to claim who I really am. I'm going to accept myself. I'm going to love myself. You're choosing all of this anomalous, unprecedented stuff. And it comes with a lot of um, unexpected changes often. It's so funny. Like, I've been doing all this work in layers. But I really clicked into a new level in May when I quit my writing gigs. It's like mid-May. And uh, I was listening a lot to a podcaster who said, just so you know, once you start um, claiming the life that you really want and uh, figuring out what you want and just kind of living in a state of expectation that it will inevitably happen, that's when the magic happens. However, it's going to look like your life is falling apart. It's going to look like you're losing everything. And at the time I was like, 
I thought I already did all that. Like, I thought I already got rid of everything. I consider my current life to be pretty, you know, just the things I need. Oh my god, I was so wrong. <laughs> I had so many things to lose. And it really did look like things were kind of on, on a level falling apart. Um, like I said, I couldn't do my writing gigs anymore. It's not even like... I thought, now's the time to quit. I just literally couldn't. It's like I became allergic to it and it made me sick to try to write about that stuff anymore. Because it was so out of alignment. And then, um... There was the whole cult situation where it all came out that it was a cult. <clears throat> and I left. So that was a pretty significantly big part of my life, or at least my meditation practice at the time. I lost that, and then, um like five or six friends at once and uh, this all happened within the span of a couple of months I lost uh, an old pattern, my love addiction thing uh, just lots of old versions of myself and honestly it d feels like a bunch of deaths and it might involve a lot of crying and confusion or you can recognize if that starts to happen to you. Oh, this is this is the destabilization. The way that this podcaster I listened to said said it was life is it's gonna seem like you're getting the opposite of what you asked for at first. Um, and that was exactly what it was. Literally, I was trying to manifest like more money, and I got <laughs> I listened to this thing where he said it's gonna look like you're manifesting the opposite first. And within like a day or two, I got a notice that I have to file and pay my taxes like three months earlier than I thought. So that definitely looks like the opposite happening, but thank God I had someone warning me about that effect because I knew what it was. And I didn't take the bait and start worrying and doubting and fall back into old fear-based patterns. And if you do fall back into old programming and fear, please, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. It just means there's another layer that you're releasing and it's going to be like this it's going to be kind of a ping pong effect for a little while but you can totally smooth that out and make it less um, traumatic and chaotic by recognizing oh this is just part of it it's going to look like I'm losing things anything you lose though is going to be based on some type of illus illusory attachment anyway you're not going to lose anything that's really meant for you but uh so just recognize that most humans on earth probably are avoiding doing this work because they can sense it's destabilizing and they just don't want the trouble. So they keep running from themselves and I think that they're going to be having a really hard time in the coming months. People who kind of like refuse to take responsibility and look at their stuff and heal their trauma, I think it's going to get kind of crazy for them, but the ones who are ready and willing you're going to be rewarded so vastly that it's like, oh yeah, of course it's worth it. Like, honestly, I can say at this point in my life, every traumatic thing that I experienced, including emotional and uh, sexual abuse and drug addiction and all of this, uh, really, you know, people would think it's horrendous stuff, but I wouldn't trade any of it and it would be totally worth it to do it again with my knowledge of how magical and awesome it can get if you're just willing to do your own shadow work and remember that self-judgment is just going to blind you like totally um, 
and keep you stuck in the, those lower phases much longer than you need to. If you can just be like, hey, what I'm doing is actually really difficult. Most of the world avoids it because of how hard it is. It kind of gives you like a more accurate objective take on the situation because you can't really do the hardest work that it's possible to do that literally almost everyone's avoiding and expect it to be a walk in the park. It's not going to be a breeze. That's why most people avoid it because it's difficult and challenging. But hiding from these, these things, I think at a certain point you'll recognize is even more difficult and you'll just feel ready. Like you'll just be tired of fighting yourself and you'll just know. And that's another thing. You really don't have to force things the more you heal this uh heal and release and deprogram from this um disempowering narrative you've been fed all your life the more you'll see that life can really flow pretty effortlessly um of course there's going to be challenges because that's sort of the point of being here at least from what i gather but you'll realize that the challenges aren't a problem that the dark stuff and the scary stuff, although it appears to be some kind of scary villain that we have to protect ourselves from, it's actually there to teach you things and help you level up. Um, it's the thing that you push against that forces you to grow, and that's why it's here. So uh, just try to have some trust in that and keep going. And if you have questions or want help with this, Please send me an email or contact me in some other way. And yeah, good luck out there.